Hello there, welcome to episode six of the Roseland podcast. I'm Chloe, your host, and this week on the podcast we've got uh, an interview with Roger Boyle all about the marvellous work the St Moore's Sailing Club do in teaching people how to sail. We've got a great recipe for lockdown pudding from Tregony's Jenny Deal, and we've also got details of some local happenings you may want to get involved with. And of course, none of those involve large groups of people getting together. If this is the first episode you're listening to, you can find and listen to all the other episodes at rosalindpodcast.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, and we should be on pretty much any podcast app you can think of. So please, if you listen via those normally, please do go and subscribe to us there. At rosalindpodcast.com, you will also find links to any resources we mention in any of the episodes. So VE Day, 75th anniversary, is coming up very soon. In fact, it's happening on the 8th of May, just a couple of weeks away now. And we thought we would try, Lindsay and I thought we would try and create an episode all about VE Day. And we mentioned that on the podcast last week. And wow, what an amazing response we have had to our call for content. We are going to have a bumper VE Day episode for you coming out on the 9th of May. Um, and I've already recorded some of the interviews and it's really interesting. I'm learning a lot, so I suspect you all will too. So I think you're going to enjoy it. Thank you to all of you who've been in contact with your ideas for VE Day. I think we've got enough now, but if you've got something really amazing, feel free to contact us. Um, but thank you and um, I can't wait to put it live. Right, recipe time. After several weeks now of being at home, I imagine that even those of us who quite like pottering around in the kitchen may be running out of inspiration. So we're going to bring you some simple, tasty recipe ideas on the show. And this week is our first, and it's from Jenny Deal, who comes from Tregony, and it's her own recipe for lockdown pudding. Right, lockdown pudding for two people. This can be increased if you've got more in your family. So some leftover cake, um, two or three slices if it's for two people. You can use fruit cake with marzipan and icing if you have it. I use leftover Christmas cake, so it doesn't really matter. Or any stale sponge cake, fruit cake of any description. Break the cake into pieces and put it in a bowl. Now, if you like a bit of alcohol, soak it with some brandy or rum. Not too much, but just enough to dampen it slightly. If you're teetotal, you could use orange juice. Beat an egg with some vanilla extract, about half a teaspoonful, and one egg for two people, but obviously if you're making it for four, you'd increase the egg. Mix it with some cream if you have it, but it's adaptable. About half a pint, you can use milk. And if you haven't got ordinary milk, you can use oat milk, rice milk, any other sort of milk. So then if you're using a plain cake, it would be a good idea to add dried fruit to the soaking cake. But if you've got fruit cake, you've already got the fruit there. I put some chocolate, chocolate chips in, or you can break up some chocolate and put it in. Pour the egg mixture over the soaked cake and stir it all around and put it into a grease dish and cook in an oven in a bain-marie, which is a roasting tin filled with water for about 25 to 30 minutes at 160 fan. Serve warm with ice cream, custard or yoghurt. Now that sounds so tasty, I'm almost tempted to make a cake in order just to give it a go. Um, you can get the recipe for that and all the instructions 
at rosenpodcast.com so don't worry you don't have to write it all down you can get it on the on the net and if you have a recipe you would like to share please do get in touch we'd love to hear from you uh, you can do that at rosenpodcast at gmail.com and you can either read it yourself as jenny did there or we can read it out for you Okay, a couple of local updates for you. The first one is that from Saturday the 25th of April, that's the day this podcast goes live, there's going to be a plant sale happening in St Moors. You will find it at the entrance to Ardour on Trelawney Road. And there are no set prices, just donate what you feel would be right. Because all the proceeds will be going to the RSPG Hardship Fund. So that starts today, Saturday 25th of April. So why not drop by during your daily exercise? And if you'd like to donate some plants, feel free to do that. Just drop them off um, at the plant sale. And then our other update is that Varian's Calendra Collective are getting together to supply bunches of flowers to local people in Varian, including the elderly, essential NHS and care workers and so forth. Anyone who might need a bit of cheering up or deserves being said thank you to. If you know anyone in Varian who might like some flowers from the Calendra Collective that could be delivered to brighten their day um, who, and to say thank you, then do contact Bob Field, the RSPG Rosen Together Coordinator for Varian. All his details are on the Rosen Together website, so we'll put a link to that in uh, the show notes for you. So you can find those at rosenpodcast.com. Just look for episode six and click on show notes and you'll get all the information from this show interview time that's what you came here for isn't it to hear who we're chatting with today well look in episode four we got on the water with millie edwards and the roseland gig club and this week we're getting on the water with roger boyle and the st moore's sailing club hello roger hello how are you doing today i'm good today thank you another sunny day yeah it's another beautiful sunny day and a day when i imagine Many of our listeners wish they were out on the water. Absolutely, yes. Because it, it is a fine... There's, there's a bit of a breeze what I'm seeing out the window here, so I think it's, it's, it's a nice day for pottering around on boats. Obviously, it's something we can't do a lot of at the moment. No. But um, you're here to talk to us about the amazing work the St Moore Sailing Club does with children in, on the Rosend and beyond. So do you want to tell us a, a little bit about it, please? Yes, it's a long-standing programme. It's been running nearly 20 years. Uh, but it's grown and grown, and it's now got a pretty good reputation. Last year we had 327 children sailing, aged between 8 and 18, pretty wow. well. Uh, it's probably the the biggest junior sailing programme across the whole of the southwest, and we uh, like to make sure that our local children get first bite at this, so we have regular... Uh, sailing days on Saturdays normally all through the season. Um, for the last two winters, we've been sailing all through the winter as well. Really? Yes. Wow. So, Roger, you you make them do go sailing all through the winter. I say you make them. The children want to go sailing all through the winter. <laughs> yes. Initially, we offered eight weekends through the winter, and then I got this little deputation of youngsters coming to me and say, couldn't we do it every week? So uh, much to the groans of their parents, we, <laughs> <laughs> we set it up. So yes, we've had a bit of a battle this last winter because we've had some really heavy, windy days. But um, actually, part of the skill is learning to sail in all conditions. And 
we uh, very rarely have to cancel. And if we do cancel, we try and fix an extra session sometime so they get their regular fix every week. That's, that's brilliant that you're getting kids who are not only loving sailing on beautiful, sunny, slightly breezy days like today, where, you know, this is, I would say this is kind of Saint-Tropez sailing weather out there at the moment, but yeah. they're also wanting to go out in January <laughs> in a gale. That's oh, amazing. Absolutely. No, they love it. Um, and, you know, we, we try and cater for everyone. There obviously are fair weather sailors that prefer to do the summer stuff, and that's fine. And we also have to cater for a, a wide range of skills because we get them coming for their first sailing lesson, so absolute beginners. And then at the other end of the spectrum, uh, the, some of the older teenagers um, are now competing at regional and national level and holding their own pretty well in big regattas, um, which are, some of them which are really very competitive. Wow. But we don't want winning to be everything because uh, the, the great joy about sailing is that it's, it is actually a, a team effort. We run a squad system, so we put people at various levels of achievement into various different boats, and they sail as a squad, they sail together as a squad, and they look after each other as a squad. And, that, and that's really good at building their confidence levels, not just in sailing, but in everyday life and learning to uh, help others and work with others so they all achieve what they want to do. Excellent. And what, what sort of boats are they going out in? Well, the uh, starter boats are called Hartley 12, so they're good stable boats. We can put two or three kids in to sail together. Um, they do race and... Uh, Many will have seen the red and white and, or black and white stripy sails out in our bay here. So they're the starter boats. We have four of those. And then once they're beginning to get interested in racing more seriously, we have four fevers, which are a two-man boat with a spinnaker and uh, uh, they're a, an RYA development boat. So... Mm -hmm they have the opportunity of joining in with some of the regional training squads and, uh, and doing national regattas, uh, some sponsored by the RYA and others by their class association. And the, the RYA is the Royal Yachting Association, isn't it? And they're kind of the, the hub of all sailing training. Yes, they are. And actually a very good organisation with big emphasis in getting people afloat. Um, and we're an affiliated club to the RYA, uh, and we report to them uh, the numbers of kids coming to learn to sail with us uh, on a monthly basis all through the year. And so you, you've literally got a, got different equipment for each standard of sailor, so the, hence why the kids can progress. What's, what's the, the youngest age you take them at? We start at eight normally, at eight. or seven if there's a bit of bribery involved <laughs> uh, it's a mistake to start too soon except on very balmy days because one bad experience can mm. put them off um, whereas once they're eight they're a bit more robust and uh, and ready to have a go but um, we, we have mostly double-handed 
sailing boats, mm-hmm. but then we've also got four lasers, which mm-hmm. are single-handers, again, and currently an Olympic class. So there's a great potential there to go all the way and be the next Ben Ainsley. It's, it's quite. It's one of the crazy things about sailing, isn't it? You can go down to your local club and you can get in a boat, which is essentially identical to the ones used in the Olympics. It's yes. such, such an accessible sport in that way. Yeah, it is accessible. People think of sailing as a sort of uh, a sport for the rich, but actually um, this is really accessible. And we do offer free lessons to our local schools, particularly St. Moore's Primary School and the Roseland Academy. We do that in conjunction with a local charity called the Roseland Youth Sailing Trust. Uh, and that's another really good way of getting people a taste of what sailing can offer. I must admit, if that had ever been on my school curriculum, that would have been considerably more fun than playing netball. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I have nothing against netball, but... <laughs> well, at last, now, sailing is a recognised curriculum activity. And so, uh, particularly last last year for St Moore's School, we had... Um, uh, 12 kids coming regularly and if it hadn't been for the dreadful wind that came along with we've had some good sailors emerging from them but they're a very keen bunch and what you know if someone's interested in coming in and doing one of the courses what equipment do they need to provide themselves to be able to get involved well they need a wetsuit uh, and we provide life jackets lunch is usually a pretty good idea <laughs> They always come in off the water extremely hungry. So particularly during our winter sessions, we often provide uh, hot chocolate and cake Mm. to uh, make sure they don't starve, uh, warm them up again when they come off the water. So it's literally just just a wetsuit and and some lunch to refuel and and you can come down and and get involved. Yes, the Saturday sessions, we do uh, coaching in the mornings and then uh, informal racing in the afternoons. We have professional coaches, top class, three top class professional coaches. And then we top it up with our um, better local sailors who we train to become instructors as they learn the the skills of teaching and uh, and coaching uh, the next lot that come along. So it's a very much a self-help group within the club. And obviously, right now there are no lessons happening. But once um, once lessons start up again, where can people go to to get booked in? Well, they all they have to do is to go onto the St Moore's Sailing Club website, and then it's very self-explanatory. Look for courses. This is for people of all uh, uh, level of skill, including adults. We do some adult training as well. Uh, so the courses are all there and the time scale for each course is clear. So whether you're a starter, we call them beginner stroke improvers mm-hmm. or intermediate if you've done um, beginner courses already. And then the advanced up to level four, which is the, the RYA have four stages, one, two, three, and four. Um, by the time you've done stage four, you'll be a pretty expert sailor and it normally takes uh, two to three years to get to that sort of level 
Excellent. So we'll we'll put a link to uh, to the courses page on the show notes at rosenpodcast.com, make it really easy for people to find that. And you said that that's for both. We've spent most of this chat talking about children getting involved, but there's the opportunity for adults to get involved too. Yes, yes. Uh, <clears throat> we do regular sessions. They're uh, done, organised but through our professional coach, Bob Hindmarsh, who's uh, steered many adults into learning how to which way to push the tiller and how to spin the sails, <laughs> and uh, a lot of fun is had. And and then it helps build the confidence in the adults if they have an opportunity to sail on some of the bigger boats that are moored in the river here. Yes, because as someone who who has been known to occasionally hang out at the sailing club, it does seem that everyone is always on the lookout for crew throughout the season. So there's op- options for anyone of any age, really, to get involved on almost any boat, just if you're Absolutely. willing to, to muck in. Yes, indeed. It's a very friendly club, a great place to come and get some time on the water and see the wildlife out there. Excellent. Well, Roger, thanks for coming on and talking so much about it. Um, I find it quite phenomenal that we have... Uh, the biggest sail training, uh, what's it? The biggest sail training program in the southwest happening right here on the Roseland, and I imagine doing doing so much for so many of the children out there, as well as as well as giving us adults a chance too. So um, it's been great to chat to you about it. Thanks, Roger. Thank you very much. So if you've always looked longingly at the sailing boats around the Roseland but never got around to giving it a go, make sure you head down to St Moore's Sailing Club once the lockdown lifts and fulfil those sailing dreams. We've put the link to the courses page on the Sailing Club website um, at rosenpodcast.com. Just go to episode six, click on show notes and you will find it. Now, Lindsay and I are always on the hunt for more people to interview. So if you'd like to come on the show and talk about your group, your hobbies, your job, tips you've got for coping with lockdown, whatever it might be, we're interested. The first step is to drop us an email to rosenpodcast at gmail.com with your ideas and any questions you've got for us. Everything is recorded in advance, so we can edit it plenty if we need to. I have to say, pretty much everyone, I think I've done one edit. Everyone's coming on and being being awesome, which is great news for me. Um, And you don't even have to be willing to come on the show. If you've got a recipe for a great drink or a meal or a great tip, please just email it in and we can always read it out for you. Um, I hope this will help us all feel a little less alone and a bit more connected to our wonderful community when we can't get out about and see everybody. If you want to make sure you hear the rest of the shows, then do bookmark rosenpodcast.com because you can listen right there on the website. Uh, Look for us in the Apple Podcast app or Spotify or your usual podcast app and make sure you subscribe. Be kind and stay safe.